Welcome to Listen by Jean Ginsberg. This audio experience and podcast is all about social media, digital marketing, entrepreneurship, and interviews with top entrepreneurs in the digital and social space. I'm your host, Jean Ginsberg, digital marketing expert, number one best-selling author, and award-winning entrepreneur. I will be sharing with you strategies, tips, and tactics on how to grow your business and your social media following. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode. Awesome to have you here. And we have a very special guest today, Stephen Bowl. How's it going? It is going great, Gene. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm super excited to talk about Mattia Mobility. Awesome. Yeah, we are very excited you're here. We are uh, uh, both living in the mountains. You're, you said you were in Park City and I'm uh, in down in, I guess, down in Santa Fe, New Mexico. So getting a little bit of snow, but very excited that you're here. And I guess first question I always ask our, our guests is tell us a little bit about your background. So it gives our audience context of where you are now. Sure. I would say that what we're working on now is a lot more interesting than my background, but briefly, I started life in the technology and investment banking sector. A company called Drexel Burnham Lambert was well known for junk bonds way back in the day. And then made my way into really into the technology side of the business. So I spent most of my career in the financial transaction processing business, whether it be large credit derivative transactions for banks or very small transactions like, you know, coupons in grocery stores. 1998, I started a company called coupons.com, which ultimately went public called Quotient. Went public as a company called Quotient. It was just acquired. Uh, I started a business called Cashstar, which got sold to Blackhawk. Cashstar was the market leading electronic commerce gift card business in the US. And, and that was quite fun. But again, financial transaction processing and technology is, is where I spent most of my time. And my most recent project for the past 12 or so years has been a company called Mattia Mobility. And happy to talk all about that when you like. Yeah, absolutely. Let's let's jump into that. Thank you for the background. So yes, tell us about Mattia Mobility. Sorry, Mattia Mobility. So Mattia Mobility manufactures a robotic standing wheelchair for primarily for people who are paraplegic or partial quadplegic, people with diseases that affect their mobility, like MS or ALS. And the company is the company is unique. It, it creates a product that, you know, there are no competitive products to in the marketplace. The company was started about 12 years ago in a robotics lab in Turkey. And the founders made a product for a friend of theirs that was paralyzed. He saw a video of the product about 12 years ago on a tech blog called Gizmodo. It had gone viral. Now let's let's reset and remember that 12 years ago, viral meant you got a thousand emails. It didn't mean you got 30 million TikTok views. It was a different time and place. So the company got a thousand emails and mostly from people who were wheelchair bound saying, this is incredible. Where can I get it? And I'll explain why in a minute, because it's truly a life-changing device for people, life-altering. And I wrote and I said, I'm blown away by what you've built here. It's fascinating. Would you be interested in any help bringing it to market? I'm not sure what your commercial plans are, but industrial design, investment, leadership, you know, I'd be keen to, to learn more about your business. Well, it turns out they weren't interested in American investors or, or participants at all. So they threw the gauntlet down. They responded back saying, thank you so much, Mr. Bull, for your kind note. We're going to be at a prosthetic device trade show in Leipzig, Germany in two weeks. Feel free to meet us there. 
And so uh, the reason they wrote back to me is that the sister of the inventor had gone to Pepperdine in the U.S. and had heard of my public company, had heard of coupons.com. All right. They didn't expect us to show up. Let's just call it that. I called my business partner who lived in Sydney, Australia at the time. And I said, we've never done anything like this. It's hardware. It's software. It's regulatory. It's cross-border. And if we can make this business a profitable business, we can do a world of good for people who need it. Let's go to Leipzig. And so his name is Paul Keane. Sadly, he passed away this past December. And he flew from Sydney to Berlin. I flew San Francisco, Berlin. We took a train to Leipzig. We met the founders. And after a day of spending time together and some great human interest stories, we shook hands and tried to figure out how to make a business. Um, what we didn't know going in was that it takes about 10 years to build a durable medical equipment company from the ground up, one such as these. And so, so again, we hadn't done anything like it before, but we went through all the things you do, FDA approval, all the regulatory stuff, quality, manufacturing, moved our manufacturing facility to Salt Lake City. It shouldn't be lost on you that that's near where I live. And then set about the process of building a business. Right at 10 years, right at the point you get to be profitable, COVID hit. So we can all imagine what happened there. Anyhow, the business struggled through COVID, emerged through COVID, and is now in a position, as a matter of fact, we're just raising our last growth equity round now as we're speaking, and the company is poised to, you know, to take off. So that's that's the company itself. It's a very dedicated, passionate group of people who all have some affinity for this business and for helping people who are disabled in some way. And I can I can tell you lots more about it, but that's the gist of the business. That's I thank you for sharing. This is really great and kind of gives our audiences some some context about the company. But yeah, I love I think we'd love to hear some, or I would at least some, you know, some stories. I mean, this is such a an organization that, you know, not just like, oh, it's technology or blah, blah, blah. It's like it really something helps people, right? It's not just like Salesforce or something like that, which is a very good company, but at the same time, it's not like it's helping people who can't walk. So yeah, I'd love to share, you know, for you, I guess first question might be, who are you target? Like, who's your target market? Are you selling directly to consumers? Are you selling to distributors? Or how does that work? And then maybe, yeah, share some examples or stories of how your product has helped you know, someone in need. Absolutely. I will say, and I tell people this, this is the most rewarding thing that I've ever worked on, not necessarily financially yet, but it is the most rewarding thing I've ever worked on. As an able-bodied person, look, we're on Zoom, we're talking, we don't, you and I don't know if we're in a wheelchair, if we're standing, sitting, it's a great equalizer. And that was unique in, in the COVID experience. But as an able-bodied person, when you see somebody confined to a wheelchair, your instinct is, I want you to be able to walk again. But that's truly not what people will tell you if they're in a wheelchair or they have a disability that affects their mobility. They will say universally about two things, and then there are some other things they'll add. Number one, I'm tired of being spoken down to like a child, or I'm, I'm tired of speaking into people's nostrils. I want to be eye level. And that, that's, that's the number one thing we hear from people is they want to be at eye level. That, okay, number one. Number two, and this is the tearjerker, they want to be able to hug their loved ones standing. They're tired of a leaning over hug. And so this product, in addition to doing some really other fantastic things, this product solves for that problem. So there are two things. There's mobility and there's dignity. And the two things are very much important because 
and they're very they're very synchronous, right? Because with mobility comes accessibility, the ability to to live in a, in a traditionally non accessible world, the ability to cook at a, at a normal height stove, the ability to use a bathroom if you can. I can talk about that in a minute. I won't get into too much detail. Don't worry. Uh, and then and then there's the the dignity, right? The ability to not be treated as somebody who's in a wheelchair. If you go to an event, which I do all the time, and you see people who are able and people who are disabled in the same space, all the disabled folks are together in their wheelchairs talking at eye level, and all the able-bodied folks are together talking at eye level. And that is not what somebody in a wheelchair wants, wants to do. So the design principles of what we make are very unique. Number one, you're never more than two inches from your normal standing height. So you don't feel like you're in a machine. Number two, you board this machine from the back, not the front. And so what that means is you can, it has a remote control. I'm in bed and I'm paralyzed. I've got uh, paralysis, let's say from the midsection down. I call the device over to me with a wheel, with a remote control. I swing my legs over into it. I put the harness on and it lifts me out of bed on its own. I don't need an aid to come get me out of bed in the morning. I can go to the bathroom on my own. If I can use a bathroom, then I can go into a bathroom and it will lower me onto a toilet instead of a traditional wheelchair, you know, requires ADA space and transfer and things like that. There are a number of rules that went into the design of the product, which is, by the way, why it took so long. The founders were adamant that we didn't sacrifice any of the dignity components of the product. So today we sell this through distributors in non-North America. And in North America, we sell direct to consumer. We've had some really big wins you know, there are normal challenges in this industry. We've had some really big wins lately. The U.S. Veterans Administration has approved us. And so today, if a, if a veteran, disabled veteran, wants one of these devices, the VA will pay them for it, will pay for it from us. That was a big win. Insurance coverage is always a challenge. And we just started getting approvals from insurance companies. And CMS, um, the organization that that approves and codes for Medicaid, Medicare, has approved standing for electric mobility. And next year, it's expected that they'll approve electric standing mobility. And so we would have Medicaid coverage. I don't know what Medicaid coverage will be, but it is a giant step in the right direction. And so that's that's what we're solving. We're solving for people who are in wheelchairs, who are not at eye level, who have neurodegenerative diseases that are affecting mobility over time, MS, ALS, diseases like that. People who are stroke victims can now you know, with, with a left side paralysis, they can use the device, they can get around and they can interoperate in a normal world. So that's, and, and it's an indoor device, it's an outdoor device, it has a seating mode. It's really quite special. That's fantastic. I mean, that's, it makes such a big difference, of course, for, for people who are disabled and now can have the ability to, you know, to move around and be at eye level with some, with uh, their loved ones. So yeah, can you share some stories or of, of some individuals that have used your device? Uh, there are so many, some that stand out. The first device that was allowed into the U.S. when we were getting FDA approval went to a fellow named Bill Winchester. Bill was the captain of the fire team, the fire squad in Reno, Nevada. He was disabled in a bike race. He's a partial partial paralysis, midsection down. And... Uh, He's a, you know, he's a tall, you know, good looking, happy fellow with a big smile and a positive attitude in life. And when the FDA gave us approval and the crate arrived in his home and it was unboxed and he got in it, 
the joy in his face. He's riding around his house. This is before we had an outdoor kit for it, riding around in his house. His kids are riding around on the back of it with him. And then his his wife comes into the picture and he and his kids all have a family hug. It's the first time he's had a standing hug since his accident. And he just starts weeping. They're all weeping together. I want weeping. Everybody's weeping. And Bill continues to be a champion for our business and for our cause to this day. There, there are so many stories. I don't even know where to begin. We've got a fellow who's a medical school student who can get through medical school because of the device. We have a surgeon resident, surgical resident using it in the operating room. We got a doctor by the name of Ian Brown. It's an interesting story. Uh, he's in the Air Force. He's in the New York metropolitan area. He's in the Air Force. And he he was injured in the line of duty. And he went on to start his own wheelchair company because he was passionate about helping people. Then he went to medical school. He is an operating room doctor and he uses our device in the operating room. He's a full operating room doctor. And the reason he can use the device, it goes up and it goes down. He can go to lower cabinets and upper cabinets. And there, there are videos of him online. There's a funny story. I, I posted a video on TikTok, a fair bit older than the average TikTok user. And it got 1.6 million views. And it was Dr. Brown in the operating room uh, showing how you intubate a patient with a dummy patient, showing how you do it in his wheelchair, in his Tech RMD. That's the name of our product. But there are just, there are just so many stories of people whose lives were were completely changed by this device it's just like i said it's it's certainly the most rewarding thing that i've ever worked on from a social perspective absolutely and where is the company now so you guys have fda approval are you is it all over the united states in terms of distribution okay yeah so we're onboarding a sales force as we speak the sales training starts feb 12 in Salt Lake City, you're timely, very timely. Uh, and like I said, we're just closing our last growth equity round. And the, it's really just to just for the sales and marketing. That's it. The rest of the business is built. All the supply chain, part sourcing, quality, deliverables, distributor relationships, et cetera. So that, that's where the company is. It's based in, excuse me, in Salt Lake City, Utah. We have an 18,000 square foot manufacturing facility about seven minutes from the airport. And we ship all over the world. It's amazing. Okay, so you do ship all over the world. It's not just in we the United States. So all, all over from manufacturing here and shipping all over the world, or do you have distribution across other all other or other countries as well or regions? We have distribution in lots of countries and regions, but we manufacture here. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's it's fully made in the US. It complies with the TAA Made in America Act. And that's why one of the reasons why the VA can buy it from us. Right. Absolutely. Such an important, you know, just thinking about what the possibilities are for someone who is, you know, unable to walk. It's just, it's just crazy to think how, how, you know, how helpful or how life-changing it would be for someone to use a device like that. So switching gears a little bit and, you know, one of the topics that's always been prevalent in um, nowadays and in the last year or so has been AI. So how is your industry using AI now and where do you where do you envision it maybe maybe moving in the in the near future maybe it's some sort of software or uh, or how these devices are made i mean what are your thoughts sure so our device a prescription device we manufacture it for each patient uh, you know there's a there's a lot of advancement in ai in our industry and when you say our industry you can broaden it all the way to like spinal cord 
in diseases that affect mobility and AI that is synthesizing, processing new drugs quickly to be able to get them into clinical trials. So there's a lot of AI there. There's a lot of AI in the prosthetics industry that's adjacent to what we do. Hands that are tactile that you put on where somebody has lost a limb and you can control them with your thoughts. There's a huge amount of AI there. We use AI in a very limited way and it's in the controversial way, of course, which is we don't have a marketing agency. We use ChatGPT to write most of our original draft marketing copy. And then, of course, humans work on it. But that's how we use AI. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I mean, there's a lot of AI, I'm sure, use in, in your industry. Maybe not Maybe not so much for your current organization. But, but yes, I think there's a lot to talk about in terms of, or at least a lot to kind of highlight in terms of the industry itself. Because especially those industries that are, you know, you have software and mechanical and, you know, uh, hardware all combined into one piece of equipment. You know, there's a lot of AI, I'm sure that's going to be, well, already happening, but I'm sure also will be happening in the future too. So speaking of the future, one of our one of my most favorite questions is what is your prediction for the industry? And that could be specifically for your industry or you know, pick and choose if you want to talk about self-driving cars or terraforming Mars. Uh, yeah, it's kind of an open-ended question. <laughs> sure. Well, for our industry, you know, the miniaturization of parts, the the ability to manufacture things that are lighter than they have been in the past, make it so that we can build products for people that don't feel like big machines. And that's a very big pro. That's a very big part of what we're doing. We're in the middle of a design review for. Our, M2 model, and that'll be a couple of years, two, three years out, but it reduces about 30% of the hardware on the device. And so again, a lot of advancement in the ability, somebody has spasticity in their hands and can only use one of their arms well, there's now a lot of technology that will allow us to sense movement and allow them to use the device. Whereas five years ago, you needed a lot of dexterity and a little more upper body strength to use our device. So there's a, there's an awful lot of innovation happening in parts, manufacturing, uh, uh, miniaturization of products, and also when it comes to exactly what we do, the sensory side of the business. So will we get to a place where somebody can wear something and move their chin in a direction and move the product? Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, I think, I mean, there's so much I think that can be done in the future. Yeah, like lighter, lighter weight products. But also more personalization, right? So very personalized products that for specific types of injuries, right, or or dis disabilities that can be tailored, custom tailored for for that specific person. So I think there's so much <laughs> that the future holds for the specific industry. It's it's very exciting to hear that. I guess last question is how can I audiences get in touch with you or your organization? Sure. The the other thing I just wanted is the other. You're focused on getting these out to as many people as possible. And so the other advancements that are happening are in cost reduction. And so right. we're able to lower costs to keep the product priced, you know, as low as possible to get them out to people and still run a healthy business. How do they get in touch with us? Well, that's easy. First of all, my email address is very easy. It's S like Stephen. And then my last name, B like Baker, O-A-L like Larry, S-B-O-A-L at matiamobility.com. And that's M-A-T-I-A mobility.com. On our website, there are videos, there are pictures, there's all sorts of stuff. 
if anybody listening to your podcast is interested in participating in our business, like I said, we're in the middle of closing our final growth equity round right now. I would say it's going quite well. And if anybody wants to be super inspired, go to matiamobility.com slash inspiring and watch a story about a fellow named Abel in the UK who bought one of these devices using a GoFundMe and just watch the change in his life when he starts using this device. Yeah, that's amazing. And how did the uh, name come about, Mattia? Well, I was hoping to not get emotional during this podcast, but it's a little bit raw and fresh. My business partner for almost 30 years passed away this December. His granddaughter was born right when we got involved in the business, and her name is Mattia. And so mm. we named the business Mattia Mobility. And that's um, now, now we're driving the business in his honor. Wow. Well, that is that's a very good note to end on and very special note. Thank you so much, Stephen, for being here. I really appreciate sharing all about your organization and how it's helping people. Uh, you know, we usually don't get <laughs> organizations like yours in our podcast. We talk a lot about technology and AI, but this is really, you know, this is where people actually change a lot. And like this, this thing just changing lives, not just for making more money, but actually for helping people walk and helping people move. So uh, I think it's uh, very special and I really appreciate you being here today. Thanks for reaching out and having us on your show. We're really happy to be here. Yep, absolutely. Thank you.